Good morning, Sheila. How are you today? Good morning, Wayne. I'm great. How are you today? I am doing fine. Thank you very much. And welcome to our listeners to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. And Sheila, how can they contact you if they want to give us some comments? or well, thank you. That, that'd be great. My website is zekeandsheila.com and you can um, link to my email address there as well. Excellent. And you can reach me at wayne at mindsinking.com. You can take a look at my website, wayne at... Um, I'm sorry, www.mindsinking.com. That's M-I-N-D-S-Y-N-C-I-N-G.com. And please join the discussion, join the fray, and give us some feedback on what you want us to do the next day. <laughs> yes. Sheila, I understand we have a new guest today. We are very much excited to have Russell Jameson Jr. with us today. And Russell Jameson Jr. is a college professor. He served our country in the United States Marine Corps. Thank you very much for your service there, Russ. And also, he's a trainer by profession and a leader by choice. And I'm honored to call him my friend. Welcome, welcome to the show, Russ. Well, thank you very much. I mean, the honor is mine. And uh, I, I have to say I'm impressed with the, the radio, uh, enthusiastic radio voices. I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm going to have to find mine. Now, I've I've always been told I have a face for radio and, <laughs> and a voice for the telegraph. So so hopefully I, I won't bring you down on, on my vocal tones. I'm, I, I'm sure you will rise to the occasion as you always do. And Sheila, you said that you, speaking of faces, Russ has a Facebook page. You said you found some comments I about did. him. I did a little research and there are a couple of words, you know, we're all about words with this podcast that I, I read people used to describe Russ or, and some that I just um, summarized from some of his posts. I'm a, lur I'm a lurker. Uh, and those are, he's also a servant leader, a coach, a great husband and father. He's an example to others. He's a mentor. He's a humorist and he shows up. <laughs> And that sounds exactly like the guy, I, the gentleman I know. <laughs> it does. Sheila, what's our word, our verb for today? Well, we're happy to say that Russ chose this one. And so we're going to let him run with most of our show today. And the, the verb is? The verb is what? To show. To show. Okay. Yes. So Russ, why'd you pick show? Why'd you pick to show? I, I think it was is one of those first in uh, first in the mind uh, noting uh, noting your your book Wayne which is uh, just tremendous on its uh, you know it's a verb uh, I thought show uh, could be handled in a few ways not just to play on your show but uh, <laughs> that it was it's an action verb it's 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 something to show. Uh, which I think is what leadership uh, has to be about. It is also a, uh, a verb in the sense of teaching. In other words, it's our responsibility as leaders to show um, our, uh, our subordinates, our peers, our, uh, you know, our fellow man and uh, woman how to, how to lead. Um, and then it's, it, it gets into what uh, I think we all grew up with the golden rule in how you uh, how you show attention to others, but I think it it even goes a little bit beyond the golden rule to what uh, we could call the platinum rule. 
the platinum rule. Ooh, I'm I'm intrigued. What is the platinum I'm, rule? I'm taking notes too. So um, yeah, to start it off with, this gets into the uh, the interesting vernacular. One of the things you learned, uh, or I learned, as far as uh, being a marine was, uh, you had to just care. Uh, show your your subordinate marines uh, your the relationship uh, as as dictated by John uh, Archer Lejeune, a famous uh, Marine general commandant of ours. And he wrote a treatise on uh, leadership and how you have a relationship uh, with your Marines. And it wasn't to be a you know master-servant relationship. It was more of a uh, teacher to scholar, uh, coach to player, a father to son. Uh, in other words, you had to just care. I won't give you the actual term that uh, the Marine Corps uses, which <laughs> is an expletive deleted that I was cautioned to watch my my. Uh, <laughs> my I, I, bet, I bet most of our listeners can put those two together and come up with, "Ooh, yes, okay," because you, you have to give one. Yes, right? Is that what we're talking about? Thank you, sir. That's perfectly stated. <laughs> so, so in the uh, in the Golden Rule, uh, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right. Which is a which is a tremendous rule. And I think it's whether that's Judeo Christian ethic or whether that's I think it's more universal. It's it's uh, and it, it was always a good way of growing up. I think but, you're right. I think in you're leadership. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, and, and Sheila, I, I know that you and I have discussed this in other podcasts that we've right. done. Um, but but what did you what did you what where did your research take you, Sheila, when you were looking up show? I know I know where mine went. Mine went to a couple of things, but I'm chivalry is not dead, so ladies first. Oh, thank you. You know, the one that really meant the most and that I spent the most time on was a quote that I and I think this will resonate with Russ too, and you you probably have heard it, maybe even have said it yourself. Um I couldn't find the person who initiated this quote, but I but Pastor Jerry Leachman is one I've heard say it, and my good friend Paul Farrell has said it. You can fake caring, but you can't fake showing up. Wow. I love it. it I like that. And you said, Sheila, in your um, search over Russ's Facebook page that mm -hmm. some of the comments were that he shows up. Yes. And we, we know that is absolutely correct. And again, you show up because you care. Not because you have to, but you show up because right. you care. Right. And and I know Russ cares. And I I went down a, as you can imagine, a little bit of a different path. And I looked up show. Dictionary says it is allows or causes to be visible. And I said to myself, wow, visible. So I suspended visibility in front of me. And I said, who sees that? And I know that I see it. I know that other people see it. And then I went from there to this point where, hmm, I think it's omnidirectional because I can show you, you can show me, they can show us, and we can show them. And all of those are in, I see, in a positive manner. And as Russ said, and as you said about Russ, he's a coach, he's a trainer, he's a leader. And what's the difference between a boss, a coach, and a mentor, a boss tells, a mentor asks, and a coach shows. 
Uh, so, so Russ, a question for yeah. you, sir. Being the coach, being the leader, being the servant leader that Sheila suggested that individuals on your Facebook page have alluded to you um, and that you show up. If I was to give you a special TV remote control and told you that when you hit play, everyone in the world would see what you want them to see at that time, what would you show them? Oh, wow. <laughs> what, a, uh, what a tremendous question. I, I think it, this is uh, circling back to our uh, platinum rule, which is do unto others as they would want you to do to them. In other okay. words, this gets back to emotional intelligence. And, and you know, I may want you to treat me rough because, you know, I maybe used to be yelled at or I respond better, you know, to somebody uh, giving me tough love. Uh, that may not be for uh, your uh, your subordinate or the uh, the person you're leading, your player. Uh, and so I think that universal remote would highlight that I think the effectiveness of a leader gets into how well they understand emotional intelligence. I would I would suggest that as a body of knowledge that leaders should spend a lot of time. Uh, I subscribe, for example, to Psychology Today which is a tremendous uh, tool, if you will, to better understand um, the dynamics of the people that you are leading. I, it, and, and as you said, emotional leadership, I, my, my brain went to, wasn't that Dan Goldman who, who, who came up with um, the emotional intelligence? I think, I think it was, I, I could yes. be wrong, but I, I think, I think right. that's, I think that's him. And, and you're right, emotional intelligence. And <laughs> you, Russ, I, I'm telling you the truth. I think you've looked over my shoulder at my, at my little notes that I jotted down here because I said, when you show, show can be internal and external. And you use the word emotional in the emotional intelligence comment. And so I'm saying it's internal and external because you can be excited. So you know that you're excited, but you can't see your excitement, but other people can see your excitement. You can also be enraged and you know you're mad, but you can't see what other people see. So other people can see that. So emotional, sharing, caring, um, people can see that you care. Now, if you were to suggest to a person who has lost their sight or can't see, how would you describe to them that someone is showing caring, showing emotional, showing, showing emotion, showing caring, showing um, servant leader, leadership? How would you describe that to a person who can't see? Uh, I think it, it gets into it, it. Well, first it gets into actions. This is that, you know, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk, those uh, things that I'm sorry, that was on my end. Um, the the demonstration uh, you just said it, the enthusiasm. Uh, I'll take this opportunity to say that I uh, attended a class with Wayne. Um, uh, uh oh, here we, uh -oh look, look, look out! <laughs> and as soon as you walked into the classroom, and this was on weekends, this was. 8 o'clock Saturday morning to in the afternoon, and then 8 o'clock on Sunday morning into the afternoon. And I get into uh, 
uh, a classroom, <laughs> I'm not, I'm probably not the best morning person in, in, in the world. And here is this enthusiasm. Here is this gentleman who is engaging and is happy to be there. And it doesn't let you just come in and sit down and, and not say a word. You're going to, you're going to be engaged. And I think it, it, in large measure, uh, you know, what, what we see isn't always what we get. You know, there, there are obviously sometimes where, um, you know, people say or will do something, uh, we think for altruistic motives and, and for the right reasons, and then find out, you know, maybe there was something, you know, ulterior. But uh, you can't, you can't fool a, uh, you can't fool a subordinate. You can't, uh, you can't fool a, uh, a person. You know, they're going to at some point figure it out. And so, it, it's part of that again, that action verb to show that you're you're actually demonstrating what you are uh, or what you profess to be. And if you're going to be a, a transform transformative leader, um, then you're you're sincere in wanting that person to uh, to grow and and improve and and ultimately uh, be better than uh, than what you thought. I like that. And and Sheila, I will I will pose the same question to you because you work with individuals uh, and know individuals who are visually impaired. Right. How how would you describe caring to someone who who visibly can't see it in well, others? I will certainly answer that question, but before I want to tell you both that I'm so impressed that you showed up for 8 a.m. classes Saturdays <laughs> and Sundays. That is, that is commitment. Well, Wade you were, flew in. Oh. <laughs> they flew him down here. <laughs> that was most impressive. This was, I took it here on campus at uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina, Camp Lejeune, Great Corpus, <laughs> through right. uh, Boston University. Impressive. It, it, it was great. It was fun times. I, I learned so much from the class. Let me tell you, I learned more from the class than they ever probably learned from me. I know they did. I know I did. <laughs> Absolutely. Golly. Because, cause, I mean, Sheila, imagine this. Okay, I'm, all right, I know I'm getting away from your question, but I'm coming to it. I'm, and I'm, th I'm using the time to think about my answer, so go ahead. <laughs> visualize, visualize this. A group of smart, very well educated, very much professional in their in their own right. I mean, we're not talking we're talking master's level students. However, these guys were directors. They were leaders. They were already th these ladies were just phenomenal in what they did, and they brought that energy. They brought that knowledge to the classroom. <laughs> and what did you expect to learn from me? No, I learned much more from them than they ever got from me. And the book was just a guide. We brought together our minds, our concepts, our thoughts, our feelings. Our, we all showed up and we all engaged each other and the outcome was phenomenal. It really was. As evidenced by years later, the friendship that you two still have. So. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so what did you come up with, Chita? How would you describe caring to someone who can't see that somebody's caring for someone else? You know, um, I think the first thing you have to do is know your audience. And so uh, because people, even with a similar um, visual challenges, for instance, respond very differently. Some, um, so I will just tell you, 
um, my uh, my family member and I uh, just, especially in dark situations, we'll just walk arm in arm and I'll very quietly say two stairs down, uh, shallow stairs or, you know, we'll just murmur to each other uh, what the environment is like, you know. Um, obstruction, obstruction at two, two o'clock, looking at the, the, the clock, the, the, the 12 o'clock, um, image on the floor or in front of them, you know, low hanging branch, those types of things. But really one of the things that I find most important when, so, so my family members involved it with the foundation fighting blindness and their fundraising efforts and has, um, helped set up a, um, support group, a regional support group, which ends up being more of an advocacy group, which is really kind of cool. But um, so I always approach them and introduce myself uh, as I'm approaching. This is Sheila. Hi. You know, that that kind of thing. Just not making the assumption that they're supposed to either see me coming or know who I am. (laughs) And sometimes when I say know your audience, sometimes they'll say, well, I know who you are. (laughs) But I kind of feel like I have to do that anyway. Maybe it's just for me. So, so, so know your audience and, um, if they want help just in a calm, not emotional fashion, just, uh, describe their environment. If, if you're walking together and, uh, and don't touch the dog if the dog is working, (laughs) but love the dog if the dog is not working. And, um, you know, be the friend that shows up uh, because often folks with disabilities feel pretty alienated and, um, and forgotten by people, by society. Enjoying your thoughts there. Um, I'm hearing touching. I'm, I'm hearing Mm. description, descriptive. I'm, I'm hearing showing someone tonality in voice, showing someone with, with firmness as they grasp someone's arm or, or hand to guide them or gently touching, nudging, pushing mm-hmm. in, in a certain direction. So I, I'm, I'm hearing all the senses are, are being shown here since we're talking about show. And, and Russ, a question for you. Yeah. You, you talked about um, the rule of three the other day when we were, when we were chatting. Um, and you said the rule of three how does that play into show? You talk about actions, um, show you how to do this and to to give that whatever that is, but to, to give it. Uh, what's the rule of three? How does that play into the, as you said, the golden rule in showing someone, if you hit that remote and show the rest of the world what you want them to see, put that in, in, in into perspective with me or for me in the rule of three. Sure, I, uh, I I'd be happy to. I, I I was really intrigued by Sheila's answer. Just to just not to dodge your question, but uh, I kept hearing path goal theory in 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 what she said. Um, you know that that ability to work with your subordinate to get them through um, the obstacles in the path towards that ultimate goal, whatever that is, in in whatever means, and like you said, all the senses. Uh, when we were talking about this uh, previously, uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a three by five guy, and it's you know three by five card uh, size uh, notes, if you will, or as you uh, present a a PowerPoint uh, to brief to someone, you don't want to fill up that slide with just excruciating detail. Keep it to three <laughs> to five bullets. A uh, a, a properly worded position statement or 
you know, what we would call a thesis is essentially your conclusion. Uh, and then it needs to be backed up with your evidence for that. How, wh- however you're going to argue your, your paper uh, or your point. And so three to five pieces of evidence, if you will, uh, to support uh, what you have said is, uh, is I think, a, a good measure. Uh, humorously, I picked that up from my time in the Marine Corps. Uh, the rule of three in the Marine Corps is there are three squads per platoon, three platoons per company, three companies per battalion, three battalions per regiment, three regiments per division, and uh, and then there are three divisions. So, in three mess. So, uh, <laughs> but it but it also gets to a, a a great article that I think is absolutely timeless, even though it came out in 1974. It was in Harvard Business Review, written by a gentleman. I think their last names was Onken and Wass. Uh, it was titled "Who's Got the Monkey?" Uh, who's, who's got, got the, the monkey? monkey? Who's got the monkey? <laughs> okay. Monkey is uh, used as a metaphor for a task or a problem. Yeah, is that and, is that kind of like is that I'm sorry is that kind of like who moved the cheese sort of thing? Yes. 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 Okay. Uh, in this case, the uh, the authors argued that there are three times there are three kinds of time. There's boss imposed time where you have to attend <laughs> what your boss wants. Yes. System imposed time which you have to do your your duties, um, you know, that the system requires of you, whatever that is. And then there is self-imposed time, uh, which is your time, which is what you have allotted to yourself. But therein lies a trap in that self-imposed time, which is in that self-imposed time, which is your discretion, uh, that's where you find your subordinate imposed time. <laughs> and that's what this article was getting around to was uh, at some point a boss working for the subordinate because they oh, took that monkey yeah. onto their back. Yeah. You now literally have lost your uh, your time to do what you need. You are now working for your subordinate. And, and it's just a very, it's a timeless article. It's tremendous. Excellent. Excellent. And, you and, are and I would say there's also mom induced time. Sorry to interrupt you, Wayne. I just had to put mom that in, which time. overrides everything else. <laughs> Absolutely. There's always going to be time for mom, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 27 Minutes with Sheila and Wayne. We have a special guest on today, Russell Jamerson Jr., and we are excited to have him. And as I'm looking at the clock, ladies and gentlemen, we are 23 minutes into this, oh and we've so we are getting close, close to, I, I told you it's going to go fast. Now, Russ, now these are your words, not mine. Talking about the rule of three, um, yesterday you said you gave us something about problem diagnosis and evaluation. Could you comment on that, please, with what show is? Bring it back to show. All right. So uh, in large measure, one of the most effective means of teaching leadership is uh, the case study approach, working case studies. Um, Although the the best form of learning is by personal experience, it's also the most bitter. <laughs> I always 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 better to learn from others' mistakes. Vicarious uh, learning, and, right? It's certainly success. That's right. And so, one of the methodologies that you use is 
uh, how you approach the case. And, and for leadership, it's like any leadership uh, issue. You and I may approach it from a different direction. It doesn't mean you're right and I'm wrong or vice versa. It's just, you know, we're, we're looking for that ability to work that particular issue and gain the, uh, <clears throat> gain the results that we're after. And so when you look at a, uh, at a case, uh, you, you determine whether this is a problem diagnosis. If you're, if your protagonist, the main character in that case, uh, is got a problem that needs to be figured out, or it's a decision that that, uh, protagonist must make and then, or an evaluation of how that, uh, protagonist handled that particular situation. And this becomes a very, um, effective way of going into anything. Uh, for example, just pull the Wall Street Journal on any given day. Uh, most of those articles are quite, quite frankly, problem uh, diagnosis articles. Um, whether that's an ethical violation, whether that's a, uh, a company that's facing some sort of litigation or some type of uh, consumer issue, um, whether that's a, uh, a brand new CEO uh, that's just started, whether that's a, uh, a founder that, that isn't satisfied with where his or her company is going. So, and if, so it's a means of, it's a means of analyzing and then being able to apply, um, those tools you have in your tool bag, your, your leadership toolkit, we'll call it, um, and how you want to address it. So is 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 uh, thank you for that. If I as I'm hearing you, if I'm hearing you correctly, what I heard you say was, you could be shown the same example by many people, but they will come at you in different directions, and you just have to understand what it is that each of these individuals are showing you at that time, and so not one is correct, but all of them are correct. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, I think you. Uh, I think you summarized it very well. It. It's just you know, as you and I are are both different in, uh, in all all manner of <laughs> manner of things. We uh, uh, we still share a similar passion. We still want you know success in the organization. Um, how you derive that? Um, my approach may be different than yours. Yes. Uh, the beauty of contingency leadership is. Uh, you know, there isn't that one size fits all. It's, I think the better, I think instead of saying consistency, we probably would rather say congruency <laughs> as it relates to leadership. I like if I that. have a young man that gets in trouble, say as a Marine, uh, I have a young man that shows up at my formation late. And, and Russ, excuse me, I got to, I got to oh, jump I'm in. Sorry. We are at 27 minutes, so can you wrap this up? Because she just got to take us home. <laughs> Absolutely. Just give me 30, uh, well, 20 seconds. Okay. So a young man gets in trouble and uh, is brought before, you know, the boss for uh, for punishment for being late. Well, consistency would dictate that you would apply the same punishment to everybody that is late to the formation, regardless of the reason. Hmm. Well, that doesn't get to be very fair if, for example, the person was late due to no fault of their own, say they were in an accident. The better term is congruency, that I approach each case 
the same way, factor in all the issues, the mitigation, the extenuation, and then apply maybe a different punishment or exoneration dependent on that particular case. In other words, I'm not consistently hammering somebody. I am working congruently in each case. Got it. I understand. Like it. Okay. It's like consequences. Sheba. Yes. Wait. I, oh, okay. I hear you. <laughs> you can see, Russ, that w we value so much your being here that we are willing to even make this a 28-minute podcast. <laughs> oh, I am. <laughs> Thank but you. I, I got to tell you, I, I, I am walking away here learning about the platinum rule, about the 360-degree version of to show. I want to learn more about um, congruency. Leader? Yes, yes. Path goal theory. So thank you so much, Russ. As we like to say, it all comes down to relationships and verbs, and you've given us many examples of how, how that is a, a path of life. So, Russell, can you tell us how people can reach you? Oh, absolutely. I'm um, obviously on social media within you know, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and uh, a number of other sites. Uh, I have uh, um, a personal email, uh, which is uh, is out there. I'm also uh, in the uh, directory there for Skype. <laughs> just <laughs> learn, just learn that one. And uh, <laughs> and that email is uh, uh, last name Jameson, J A M I S O N, and then add R E J R to that at AOL.com. So it's Jameson, R-E-J-R, at AOL.com. Russ, thank you very, very much for being our guest today. Really, really appreciate it. Really enjoyed your, your time. Sheila, please. We, we are gone. <laughs> thank you all very much for listening, and have a good week. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.